of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Live from the studios of News Talk 1480 WHBC, it's Kenny and JT. Mitchell line right, sends it up, no good. Rebound, put back up and in! Donovan hit it! Donovan Mitchell followed his own miss, put it in! 130 to 130, three seconds to go, timeout, Bulls! A remarkable, incredible play by Donovan Mitchell. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. Our next guest is feeling good today, man, right? He got to call a 71-point game by Donovan Mitchell last night, and he's got his theme song bringing him into the Kenny and JT show. Turn it up, Brian. That's right. We call him Tootsie. You know him as Tim Alcorn, the radio voice of your Cleveland Cavaliers. Joins us once again here on WHBC. Happy New Year, Toots. <laughs> Happy New Year, Kenny and JT. Where else would I rather be than right with you guys? There you go. That's what we want to hear, Timmy. And thanks for making time for us. And you talk about being in the right place at the right time, Timmy, man. You you were a part of history last night. You got to describe it to our listeners on WHBC and all and up and down the, the Cavaliers radio network or the audio versus it's now called. Uh, what was last night like for you calling a 71-point game by Donovan Mitchell, a new Cavs franchise record in a win? Well, Kenny, as you know, uh, you've done a lot of play-by-play. Uh, you don't want to lose sight of the game itself, and it was an unbelievable game. I mean, not just right. a performance by Donovan Mitchell. So you're you're trying to stay focused on the game, realizing that you are indeed witnessing one of the greatest performances in NBA history and certainly the greatest in Cavalier history. So you kind of walk that parallel path right there and, uh, but there was no doubt, uh, as Donovan Mitchell got things rolling, especially in the second half of play, uh, you understood, you meaning me, uh, how special and how historic a night it was. Uh, it was something that I'll never, ever forget. Tim, when the Cavaliers score 83 points in the second half, and before the overtime, Donovan Mitchell had 42 of them. What's going through your mind? At what time did it really occur to you that you're going to witness history? Was it in the overtime? No, I actually had a feeling this is going to get really special for him just individually in that third quarter. Uh, He had 16 at the half, and then he explodes for that 24-point third quarter and single-handedly gets the Cavs back into the ballgame. So now at the end of three, uh, you go to break, and you're looking at your score sheet, and you you see 40 there for Donovan Mitchell, and you're thinking, well, he's going to blow past his season high of 43, He's going to get past his career high of 46, 
He's going to get to 50. There's no doubt about that, the way he's playing. Uh, and then once the fourth quarter got rolling and everything was falling, that's when you realize the significance of what he was going to do. Uh, if he doesn't hit that shot that you just played on that highlight there, uh, he'll end up the night at 56, which ironically would have been one shy of mm-hmm. Kyrie and LeBron uh, with their franchise record of 57, their previous franchise record. But, yeah, I would say in that third quarter, you realized it was going to be an incredible night for Donovan. And then once you got into the fourth quarter, as I said before, the Cavs are rallying, so it's a great game, and it's being led by this majestic performance by Donovan Mitchell. Tim, we've seen ball-dominant players, obviously LeBron James, right? And you start thinking about the Cavaliers, and you're watching this game last night, to me, anyway, it didn't seem as though, and I don't want to, for lack of a better term, say it's a ball hog. The offense was still moving, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, think about the fact that he had 11 assists in the ball game. He was only two rebounds shy of a triple-double. Wow. He had 71 points, 11 assists, and eight rebounds. Uh, the two assists that he had on the lobs to Jared Allen uh, were just phenomenal, and they were huge plays. So, Donovan was making winning plays. And I know Kenny and I were texting back and forth last night after the ball game. Uh, You take the 71 points and you add in the 11 assists. That's 99 points that Donovan accounted for. 99. The only other guy ever in NBA history to pass that was Wilt when he scored 100. And, oh, yeah, he had two assists in that game. (laughs) Aside from that, Donovan's 99 points accounted for uh, the second most in NBA history. So to your point, JT, uh, the points were needed. Obviously, the game went to overtime. They weren't 71 in a blowout game. They were 71 points that the Cavs absolutely had to have. But he chips in with the 11 assists. He had some great dishes last night and the eight rebounds. I mean, it was – it's what elite – Superstar players do. He literally put the team, put the franchise on his back last night. Yeah, and he had to. No Darius Garland, no Evan Mobley, and he kind of realized that. And I kind of realized maybe something uh, was going on there, Tim, when he started the fourth quarter. And we hear after the game, he wasn't coming out. He told JB, I'm good, leave me in. And so he played 50 minutes yesterday uh, out of a possible, what, 53 minutes in that game uh, to to lead them to that victory. And and I heard uh, Brian Windhorst talking about this today, saying he is in elite physical condition, maybe the most uh, physically fit player in the league right now. And to do what he did last night, you have to be, don't you? Oh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Just an incredible physical specimen. Uh, When you see him up close, uh, he is just an incredibly physically fit guy. Uh, but also keep in mind, as I said, he had a 24-point third quarter. And you guys know that's, that's rare air. When you're in that sort of zone, as players call it, you don't want to come out of the ball game, right. whether it's for rest or whatever reason. That ball was going in. It didn't seem, no matter what the shot, what angle, the you know difficulty percentage, uh, it was going in. And so I'm sure Donovan was like, hey, until I cool off, I'm staying out there. And, uh, and, again, as I mentioned, they needed him out there. 
Yeah, they did. 71 points, Donovan Mitchell. That surpasses, as you mentioned, Kyrie Irving and LeBron each had 57. Uh, that uh, was tied for the, the franchise lead. LeBron also had a 56, a 55, and two 52 games, right? Oh, and a 51 and a 50. Okay, so he had a bunch of them. Um, uh, Darius Garland, 51. So, Tim, 51 for Garland. He doesn't play last night. 71 for Donovan Mitchell uh, last night. Uh, what could possibly happen when this team is whole, when Garland's back healthy, when Evan Mobley's back healthy? Uh, you get Ricky Rubio coming off the bench. Dean Wade. Uh, you know, Dean Wade, get him back healthy. What, what, what's the possibility uh, of how good this team can be this year when they get everybody back? Oh, that's a great question, Kenny. And I think uh, they can be very very good to a man within the organization. Uh, the Cavs thought before the season they would be a much stronger second half ball club uh, because Donovan and Darius, when you really look at the big picture, they still haven't had the amount of games together that everybody thought they would. Uh, Darius missed that early part of the schedule with the eye laceration, and now he's missed a couple of more. So uh, they still need to get used to one another. You mentioned the injuries. Uh, Jared Allen was out for a while. Dean Wade has been out. And yet here they sit 10 games over 500 uh, as we just about get to the halfway point of the season. So you bring Ricky Rubio back. I think that's going to happen on the West Coast trip that's um, upcoming. You're going to add depth to that bench. Uh, Again, that leadership out on the floor. So I think the second half is very, very bright. Uh, It starts off with the West Coast trip following tomorrow's game against Phoenix. But after that, uh, I think the Cavaliers are going to be in real good shape for a very strong second-half push. I want to ask you about your thoughts about Kevin Love in the starting lineup. I understand why he's had to start the last two games, but he re- he played really well yesterday. I think he had 12 points, uh, 17 rebounds. But when in your wildest imagination did you ever think that Robin Lopez and Donovan Mitchell would combine for 72 points? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, I know that's getting a lot of play today. That's the greatest. Hey, listen, the last, huh? <laughs> I think it's the greatest. <laughs> I saw it every The last couple of games, you know, Robin Lopez, he comes in, he kind of bangs around a little bit. He hit that three ball in Chicago on Saturday night, and I think the entire Cavs bench fainted at the exact same time. <laughs> but uh, and listen, uh, Kevin Love, there's something about the uh, the Bulls. He has played three very strong games against Chicago this year, and uh, that 17 rebounds that you mentioned in the game last night, that's his season high. He came up with some huge boards and knocked down some big threes off assists from Donovan Mitchell. So, Kevin Love, yeah, you're not going to see him in right. the starting lineup too often. Uh, his role has now been cemented as that guy coming off the bench. But, boy, he displays great veteran leadership when he's out on the floor no matter what he's asked to do. Well, Kenny mentioned the fact that 37 minutes probably a little bit too long. I think he threw up an air ball in that overtime. But when you think about Kevin Love and his outside shooting, I don't know if he's comfortable with that corner three, but if he could become comfortable with the corner three, why wouldn't you maybe possibly start him until maybe Rubio comes back, put him out there at that three, and see if it doesn't become Five on four, like it's been with a Kuro and Stevens trying to hit or knock down that three. Yeah, I, I think there's a myriad of reasons the Cavaliers like Kevin Love coming off the bench. Uh, number one is that firepower that he brings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have uh, some scoring off the bench, and Kevin Love certainly brings that. I think they like the leadership out on the floor. 
Uh, when you can bring a guy in off the bench who's a multiple all-star, perhaps a future Hall of Famer, uh, that's huge against the other team's second team or their reserve unit. So, And as you said, the minutes per game. So I think Kevin Love demonstrated last year that his best role is coming off the bench. And, and whether it's a corner three or a wing three, uh, either way, Kevin Love's going to knock down shots. But I think the Cavaliers prefer that coming off the bench. Tim Alcorn, the radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, joining us here on the Kenny and JT Show. You can follow him on Twitter at Cavs Alcorn. Listen to him uh, for all the Cav game, uh, Cavs games, I should say, on WHBC and the uh, Cavs Audioverse. Uh, Tim, you and I were also uh, texting back and forth. You sent me a copy of last night's scorecard as you and I are old school with that. Uh, it's something Joe Tate taught you and and something that you know that I learned way back in the day. And my uh, podcast partner, Michael Regai, showed me a few things. Uh, you've got the scorecard from the 71 last night that, that surpassed the previous record of most points scored in a Cleveland arena in the NBA, which used to be 69 by Michael Jordan back in, uh, I believe it was 1990. But you and I both were at that game as well. How about that, that uh, you've got to see both of them. I was just there for, for the Michael one. Yeah, but it was funny. I was thinking about that Michael Jordan game driving home last night because again the bulls how ironic is that right that was at the old coliseum that was another great game uh, lenny wilkins got ejected in that ball game uh, michael got a few calls that night and lenny didn't appreciate it but yeah kenny that was an awesome tweet you sent out that was just tremendous uh, not my score sheet but your score sheet and putting them up side by side and uh, that was really fun, and, and I look back on that game at the Coliseum, and you and I were reminiscing via text that uh, we both sat there with tape recorders that night calling yep. that game on cassette tapes, not on air, obviously, just calling the game, and now neither one of us know where those tapes are. <laughs> the, the, the greatest game by the greatest player in the history of the NBA, arguably, his highest scoring output ever, 69 points. You and I call the game. We can't find either one of our tapes to hear how bad we sound calling the great Michael Jordan. I do remember Joe Tate, may he rest in, may he rest in peace, Joe, listen to my tape. Okay. And I think you've got some work to do. <laughs> I, never got the I, I think I think maybe somewhere Joe kept that tape because I don't know what happened to it. But yeah, you and I were in the building that night, and uh, Michael was just magical in that ball game. And uh, Donovan Mitchell, you could see a lot of Jordan-esque yep. qualities in the way Donovan played last night because he did it every possible way. Yeah, and the great thing about comparing the two, besides the point total, seventy-one for uh, uh, Mitchell. 69 for Michael. Mitchell had 11 assists. Michael had 18 rebounds in that game. Uh, eight rebounds for Mitchell, six assists for Michael. So they were doing a, a little bit of everything. Both games go to overtime, right? So uh, a lot of comparisons. If you want to see it, you can look up March 28, 1990, Richfield called Michael Jordan for three. He only made two three-pointers that night. That's it. So hit yeah, the line. Well, you know, that's why, you know, they won the game is, you know, the officials. They were giving Michael every call. He, we breathed on him. And hey. you know what? It was a foul on Craig Eli. Which I'm not going to break up this trip down memory lane. But, Tim, the team is 7-3 to three in the last 10 games, two and a half games out of first place. 
and this big upcoming road trip. Last time we went out on a long road trip, it wasn't really good. You're taking on Denver, Phoenix. Actually, we've got Phoenix twice within the next week. Utah, Portland, Minnesota. What do you foresee coming up in the West? Well, that's going to be a challenging trip. And obviously, Phoenix without Devin Booker is a different basketball team. Mm-hmm. They got thrashed last night. so yeah. And his absence uh, is going to be for the foreseeable future. So uh, we're not going to see him tomorrow night here in Cleveland. And in all likelihood, probably won't see him Sunday in Phoenix. But, yeah, you're going out to Denver. We mentioned Phoenix. And you went through the rest of the schedule. That's a challenging trip. And it's every other day. Uh, so you're basically playing a game flying, playing a game flying. Uh, that becomes a real toll. So you, you want to get out of there maybe three and two. If you can go three and two on a five-game swing like that, uh, that'll be beneficial. But once you get through that, you're past the halfway point of the season. And as I mentioned earlier, I think most people within the organization would have told you before the year, we're going to make our push in the second half. So There'll be some challenges out there on the road. There's no doubt about that. Uh, And the Cavs have had struggles on the road. But if you get a big win tomorrow night against Phoenix, now you go out out on the road under a three-game winning streak. You've got some momentum, and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Tim, great job last night with the call of that game. A historic performance by Donovan Mitchell. Keep up the fantastic work. Thanks for joining us, and Happy New Year, buddy. Uh, Happy New Year to you guys. No place I'd rather be than with the best pick-and-roll combo in Canton on WHBC, Kenny and JT.